Welcome to Fur What It's Worth, an introduction to an exploration of the furry fandom. Ready for another special? Those two fools and your hosts, Ruin Tugs, visited Salt Lake Comic Con. We were able to chat with some of the celebrity guests, interview a random furry, take pictures of the attendees, and more. It's time to kick off Season 4 with Season 4 Special 1 for what it's worth at Salt Lake Comic Con. Elementary students got a surprise of superhero proportions, you could say. You superheroes greeted students <laughs> at Ochre Hills Elementary with a reading reward they weren't expecting. And because of the reading, have earned free tickets to go to Comic-Con. You're not safe here. No one is. What are you talking about? Surrendered almost without a fight. I don't like it. Don't worry about me. You need it out there. Joker happened. You're lucky to be alive. I don't really have a bucket list. I just wish things would stay as good as they are and I could keep coming to great conventions. By the way, you people have the greatest Comic-Con in the world. Funniest startup ever. Love it. Love it. How did you how did you have fun? I had a lot of fun. Did you meet Ryan Seacrest? I did. He wasn't even there, you liar. You just lied to all six listeners. I'm just kidding. Why are you whispering like a fool? They can't hear that. So yeah, what was your favorite part about Comic Con? Oh, so much. So much. What did we do today? Like I'm still kind of thinking about it. <clears throat> Um, well, I'm glad we went early when we did, because it was Friday morning, so people hadn't gotten out. It gets so busy. Yeah, and then the afternoon, it started really, really filling in. It was, like, it was full, and then it got really full. We had, there was just so many people there that it got to the point where, like, I was, like, trying to hold on to, like, Tugs's like, hand or his backpack or something. I kept bumping into Koru, like thousands of times i'm surprised you didn't push me out of the way let's talk about the event in general so they gave us press passes so obviously we've been covering it on twitter and putting up pictures and stuff how, how do you think the event went overall do you think it was really well executed do you think that maybe there was some, some problems i mean how do you feel i think overall i mean i i think that they're a prime example of what a con should do i mean the thing is is i feel like that even they took care of us they had a room specifically for us. I mean, it wasn't mir- miraculous or anything like that, but it was a place that the press could go to reprieve from the convention itself. Um, I thought the panels were really good. I wish I could have gone to, to more of them. Um, I think that some of the photo ops are a little bit pricey. 
I would have to say I kind of wish that they could tone that down a little bit but I understand the reason why they have it at that set price is because basically it's paying for the guest to come and show up you know come to think of that for a minute so most photos were 40 bucks autographs and photos were 40 each or combo for a little less and so if you think about they're there for an hour and they get to talk to they say they spend two minutes with each person that's a lot of money in an hour man that is that's good money that's really, really good money. I and that's that's why I'm kind of saying that maybe they could tone it down just a little bit. I mean, a hundred, a hundred and ten dollars for a picture with Stanley. I mean, Stanley's a cool guy, and I know that a lot of people would pay that, but I don't know. Maybe that's supply and demand. They have the people that are willing to pay that and to get a picture with Patrick. Yeah, oh, that is the greatest picture uh, with the face, Patrick Warburton. Yes, so he played, um, like, for instance, he played on uh, Family Guy. Uh, what's Kronk it? Yeah, Kronk, Adventure Brothers. It's not Adventure Brothers. Oh, and Skylanders. Yeah, <laughs> Skylanders. <laughs> Captain Flynn, yeah. Captain Flim Flam. Yeah. But he was such an amazing guy. He was he was very. We went to his panel, and we have some of that audio. Hopefully, we'll be able to get um, play that for you. Pull the lever, Grunk. Wrong lever. Huh? Why do we even have that lever? Oh, wow. Okay. 
an amazing lady. You know, when I when I went in an audition and I grew up with Disney, um, I didn't know even what a cronk was because all I got were four pages of a cronk and an Yzma, and it's a cartoon, and they, they they're not they don't let you know they're very secretive. So I even had to you got to figure out what a cronk is, and so I just sort of looked at the dynamic, and it seemed like a reticent tension, and so I thought maybe it's not going to be a little bit sweeter like that. <laughs> You know what I think will be the telling difference, in, especially within the age of the internet uh, and Twitter and stuff? If a celebrity makes an appearance at a con and they charge less of an appearance fee or no appearance fee in exchange for being able to take op money instead of photo op money, okay, if they're outside of an event and you approach them politely and they're not being mobbed and, you know, it's just like, hey, I really appreciate your work. Would you mind providing an autograph? If they're not, If they're nice and do it, great. I think that's that's good, but if they're like, no, you have to pay me money because you know, blah blah blah, then it's like, uh, but that's my thoughts. Well, and that's what some I agree with you one hundred percent. Like you could tell the celebrities that were there for the fans themselves, and that's what that's what I I feel that's important about these different conventions is to make sure that we have um, celebrity guests that are there for for the fans and i i think that they did a fairly good job yeah definitely especially because we were able to get interviews our little lowly podcast you know with household names that's pretty cool so there's definitely they had a pretty good mix yep and we you know one thing i've always uh shared with you and i think i may mention it on the air is just how our podcast would not be where it is without the help and kindness of people who are so well known and the fact that we got to sit down and, and not even, well, we didn't really sit down, but the fact that we got to even record an interview, even the short ones, with some of those, you know, household name celebrities was incredible. Like, I dream of Jeannie. That's not her name. I know, but it's Barbara. <laughs> Streisand? Streisand. No, Barbara Eden, who was, which uh, fortunately, unfortunately, Rue was not quite at the con yet, but still pretty awesome. 
but I got to take a picture with her. And it was amazing. You know, the one thing I liked, uh, and it was very interesting. So there are some of the celebrities there that we couldn't record interviews with, like Granny Mahara. And I'm sure he was tired and nice, but I could definitely tell that he wasn't having fun with his fans like Jason David Frank was. He was, Jason David Frank was amazing. Well, that's because everybody was asking him about Mythbusters the whole entire day. Right. I, I know. The thing is, though, like, even just going up and saying hi, thank you, like, he was polite about it, but you could tell he was like, I don't know. It, it's maybe, maybe it's because of the way Mythbusters is. And this is just speculation, so I don't know. Where you're insulated from, from the people, your audience. I don't like the word fans. I don't know. But anyway, you're isolated from your fans. And you don't interact with them on a regular basis. But then you have people like Jason David Frank, Patrick Warburton, Barbara Eden. Who have people that are like, oh my god, you know. you can. I think you can tell there's a difference there. Because Mythbusters is produced in an isolated environment. It has to be. Good job. <laughs> 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 
your role as Kronk. Did you come up with your theme song? <laughs> Hailing frequencies open, space fans, this is Smokescale Aquatus back from break, and we've got a lot of headlines for you. See, this is what happens when you don't get your space news on a regular basis. Suddenly you gotta start taking space news fiber and all comes out at once, and other poop jokes. Anyway, as of September 12th, here are your space headlines. The SLS moves from planning stage to manufacturing, surpassing its predecessor, the Constellation Program. There was even a ribbon-cutting ceremony earlier today for the vertical assembly and welding apparatus. NASA is gearing up to go to Mars. On the manufacturing front, NASA has been recently testing 3D-printed rocket injectors by using them in live-fire tests. On top of the SLS's progress, the Orion arrived at the Kennedy Space Center earlier, and the command and service modules were already joined together, as well as the fairings that protect the service module's sides. All it needs now is to be stuck on top of a Delta IV rocket, and it'll be ready to launch this December for the unmanned test flight we all are waiting to see. Speaking of rocket launches, SpaceX recently successfully launched AsiaSat-6 into orbit, and the trip took less than 10 minutes. The SpaceX Dragon is getting ready to launch for the fourth ISS resupply mission, currently scheduled for September 19th, you know, provided that nothing gets delayed. The cool thing about this is, it doesn't have to run in expendable mode with the Falcon 9, so it could have the possibility for a soft landing. We get to see whether or not they can pull it off. Expedition 40 returned safely to Earth from the ISS earlier this week. Expedition 41 will begin later this month around the 25th, provided the Soyuz launches on time. A couple of new laser-based instruments were attached to the ISS recently. One can scan Earth's forests in 3D, and the other can actually scan the atmosphere for trace gases and pollution as well. This is just two of six instruments that are slated to be added to the ISS by the end of the decade. Other technology already on board the ISS actually helped in the location and recovery of a lone survivor stranded at sea between Iceland and Norway when his fishing vessel sank. 
a small asteroid, 2014RC, passed very near Earth, about 25,000 miles away. It wasn't a very big asteroid, and it still had a pretty safe distance. It's cool to find this stuff out, though. Rosetta's instrument, ALICE, sent back a great deal of data on the comet it's orbiting. The surface is actually darker than charcoal black. MAVEN, the Mars Atmosphere and Volatile Evolution probe, is set to enter Martian orbit September 21st. Here's hoping that it actually unlocks the secrets to the Martian atmosphere and how it degraded to its current state. Other Martian news, Curiosity reached its prime destination, Mount Sharp, after two years of groundbreaking exploration. Elsewhere in the solar system, scientists have found evidence of plate tectonics on Europa. This is a huge discovery and makes the small moon an even better candidate for hosting alien life. After two decades of searching, the Hubble Space Telescope found a tiny star inside the shroud of a supernova, left behind by its companion star when it exploded. This sheds light on the rarity of this particular form of the phenomenon. Speaking of Hubble, LEGO's Hubble Space Telescope model is up for voting. LEGO will put it into production if enough people vote on it. Go check it out. It's really cool. Whew, that's a lot of space news to get through all in one sitting, but that's all we've got for you this time. For more information on the stuff that we mentioned this time, go check out NASA and other related agencies on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans. There's only one thing you're listening to right now, and it's for what it's worth. Uh, what about what about the props? Did you what did you think about the props? So they had the TARDIS. What else did they have? The the Batmobiles. They had this great big huge dragon that had blinking eyes. They also had the Marshmallow Man. Stay puffed. Yeah, Stay puffed Marshmallow Man. That was pretty cool. And then they had Smeagol. That was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gollum Smeagol was there. Um, they had, I think, some of the trolls from Harry Potter, didn't they? Um, I thought that was Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh, you're right. Lord of the Rings. But they did have Pottermore. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other things that I saw there, you know, a lot of different costumes. There was tons and tons of like, but there's one thing that I noticed is there was a lot of Doctor Who characters. I thought it was cool. By the way, they did have the sixth and is it the sixth and seventh? So yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I I have to say it was interesting and it's I was who was I talking to? It's I think it was was it Bill Daly maybe? I don't know. It was someone where it was where it was like Salt Lake has this huge untapped nerd market like. I don't know what it is about, maybe it's just the reputation Salt Lake has gained over the years, but like a huge nerd base is out here. And we, I mean, we pack the, the, one of the biggest convention centers. I think it is the biggest convention center in the state. I mean, it was massive. And just to, I think a lot of the, of the guests were surprised at just how much fervor there was for them and how much appreciation. I actually think that Comic-Con will eventually become the biggest Comic-Con. You think you're going out on the record saying you think it's going to be San Diego? I think eventually the only problem that they have is hotel space. Which the city is working on. It's true. It's true. And it's interesting, too, because um, I was reading in the paper. So they said it was, I think, 75,000 um, at the last event. And this year they're expecting 120,000, which is insane. And now they're now they're getting the out-of-state bowl and that kind of stuff, which would be good for the economy. 
You can't deny it. Yeah, no, definitely. It's going to be great for Utah itself and, you know, our little city of Salt Lake. Yeah, I think it was really well organized. I think that they, they've really learned, I think, a lot. Like, I noticed a lot of them had signs that said, you know, ask me questions or end of line. And they, like, little signs and big signs that were just the right size for you to know, okay, this is what this is. Yeah, they did a lot of little tiny things that you think wouldn't be that big, of, you know, that wouldn't be important. But they they looked at the fine line of things and, and it made it really, really nice. Um, what do you... I mean, what are some of the things that you you were impressed with at the convention? Well, so the scale of moving 120,000 people around is insane. And organizing your vendors and organizing your celebrity guests, your panels and everything. And also their mobile app. Just getting all that information together. There were sometimes when uh, we were struggling for some information, but I there was always someone we could ask with an eye shot. But they were really good at getting that information out. I thought like just the flow of what's going on, where is it, and um, even the app the, will remind you, hey, these things you put on your schedule, go because you're going to be late, or this thing, or even just the highlighted events, the big ones. It would give you reminders anyway. Well, this is Tugs. I'm here at Comic-Con with everyone has shown up. Hi, Rue. Hi, Rue. And we're here with Jason David Frank, who's, he's been in everything, but mostly Power Rangers, right? Yep. And he's just uh, agreed to share a few minutes with us here. So first question for you is, how's Salt Lake treating you? Is this your first time? I was here in April and I uh, had a pretty bad case of uh, altitude sickness, man. So it was miserable. I had to like get IVs and oxygen. So I decided that uh, to take altitude medicine before I came, so I'm actually having a good time. Yesterday was my birthday, so me and my wife went to, we came here and did the Q&A, and then we went to fly in the iFly tunnels, and we shot the last episode of my reality show here yesterday uh, for My Morphin Life, and uh, it was good. It was it was a good, now I'm having a, I feel good. Sweet. So this reality show is My Morphin Life? And I like metal. <laughs> and I like metal. <laughs> So what's this reality show? Give us it in a nutshell. Um, well, it's uh, short, so it's eight minutes. Good for retention span. People like me, so it's not too long. It's not all drama, screaming, all crazy. It's it's around content. We skydive. We're base jumping. My wife fights in season number one. Everything's based on content stuff. Really exciting adventures, and uh, it's just fun. And I keep it fun and safe for kids and adults. So uh, I broke the world record skydiving breaking boards and my wife base jumped off a bridge and she fought in Thailand we just got it's just a fun show to watch man we did a 12 episode season one and we just shot our 12th episode here so season two will be released on con TV uh, it's a new network that's gonna be released in January awesome so like I said we're from the furry community so we have characters we make up that are walking talking animals kind of like from Disney movies and whatnot so if you had to make a furry character what animal would it be and why I would probably make a tiger, a white tiger animal because of my white tiger Zord power. You're really into that. From being the white, well, that one caught me off guard, so I had to think fast. <laughs> I didn't want to I didn't want to sit here and think, uh, so I had to think fast, so I was just thinking, yes, tiger. All right.
Jason David Frank. Oh, when he came over to Barbara Eden, we got to tell that story, don't we? So, yeah, he he that was awesome. So Jason David Frank, who's the Green Power Ranger, um, like we mentioned, he came he came over when we were right at our turn to meet Barbara Eden at her table, and he came through the back from you know they have a little back alley. Yeah, the green is that what it's the green hall? Uh, we'll call it the green hall. Comes in and he's like. Hey, I'm sorry, guys. You know, I know that you're here to meet her. I just, I love her too. She's so awesome. And she was, she just had a ball with him, you know, for a few minutes. And he grabbed one of her buttons. He had I Love Barbara buttons. And he held it up like he was about to morph. He did his morph pose with her in the background. And just everyone laughed and taking pictures. And, you know, he he gave her a hug. It was so cool. It's so cool. And yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I hope we can have him on on a future show. It would be nice just to because he let's let's talk let's just be serious for a minute here. He's from like the first major exposure for a lot of people to any kind of transformation. He transformed into a a Power Ranger, but he had a dinosaur. Come on. <laughs> no, he was epic. It's just awesome. Like I think that for even within the furries, like I feel like I mean, I understand that the Power Rangers aren't necessarily completely furries, but it was part of my childhood. They, there's a furry element. There's a furry element within it. So it's, you know, the Power Rangers were part of our childhood. We should get him to come to Anthrocon. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Like, that would, like, I think that that would beat Margaret Cho. Do you think that would beat Margaret Cho? I don't, nothing I don't can know. really I don't beat Margatro, though. I think, I th- you know, I, I don't like to do that with, with high-profile guests. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rate them either. You, I, 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 I think it would be, saying. I think it would be an addition of the same caliber. Yeah, I agree. The furry stuff. So how much furry presence do you think we had? <laughs> Besides you guys? <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's There were some furries that were there. There definitely was. Um, we have audio interview. Yes, we, we actually, I was going around... Um, Basically, well, I was just talking to Tugs about what we wanted to talk about to people at Comic-Con. And I was just saying, well, should I run up to people and ask them, like, what are furries? And, like, the person right next to us was a furry. And, and knew the show. Yeah, they, they actually listened to our show. So that's, it was actually pretty pretty cool. Hi. What are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. So, hi, we're here at Comic-Con, and we found a somebody that listens to the show or at least listen to one of the episodes kind of can't remember <laughs> but um anyways how has your comic-con been so far it's been amazing so far yeah who is this person yeah so tell us a little bit about yourself <laughs> all right uh i guess you can call me talon i'm a green dragon that's my sona and i'm starting to get into the fandom so that that's cool so what um I have no clue. I have no clue. Okay, so what animal would you be? Oh, wait, a green dragon. Yeah. Wow, I'm just so where, terrible at this. Uh, I'm from Farmington, actually. It's just about a uh, half hour north of here. Awesome. Is this your first Comic-Con? Second. You came last year? How was it? That, that was awesome, too. That, um, got to meet Patrick Stewart there. So really started to get an idea of what the heck uh, con is. So... Is this your first, well, this is like your first con scene then? Pretty much, yeah. I see. Are you going to go to Anthrocon? Unfortunately, no. I've got school, but. You have school on Saturday? Is that what it is? It's on Halloween weekend. Oh, I thought it was like the whole week or something. Okay. 
I might. I might then. You should, because we are in no way affiliated with that convention at all. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you how did you find the fandom? Um internet, I guess, like most other people do. Were you looking for porn? No. Okay. Then that's not like most other people. Okay. I found no. Uh, no, I've got some friends on DeviantArt that are involved with it, and so I just kind of followed from there. How long have you been exploring this? Oh, probably about four or five years, but I only really started getting into it a couple months ago, so. Is there a particular reason? No, I just decided, you know, what the hell, I'll give it a shot. So do you know any other furries? Yes, yes I do. Do you know any local furries? I know one that used to be local. He knows uh, three now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know you guys. Okay, one, two, three. Yeah. There you go. I know you guys. Awesome. Let's see. Anything else? Do you have anything you want to say to the world? Um, hello, world. I'm furry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You know how when you watch a show on the Discovery Channel, how they constantly are begging you to write in and tell them about a new dirty job, or a myth you want busted, or some other such thing? Funny thing about that is, they actually do need them. Just like for what it's worth needs your letters, emails, and the like. So put that thing down and grab a pen. Send your email comments on any episode to cast at forwhatitsworth.com. It doesn't matter if you're sharing your thoughts on the upcoming topic or reacting to a past episode. We want to hear from you! Now, if you're feeling bashful, you can contact a cast member directly, except me, because I'm Canadian, French-Canadian at that, and keep refusing to get on the email system because they won't put it in la French. Don't be mad, I have priorities! Like eating poutine. <laughs> Any whore, rue at forwhatitsworth.com, Tugs at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com and for some reason Koru at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com are other places you can send your comments. Until Twitter, Facebook and YouTube merge to make YouTwitface, copyright, you can keep up between shows. Our Twitter is at ForWhatIt'sWorth and we have a Facebook page as well. But no YouTube. We're a podcast, not a video podcast, like we have that kind of budget. If you feel inclined to send us things you make, like cookies, or want to show us your amazing post office skills, we have a P.O. Box. Send things to, for what it's worth, P.O. Box 25394, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84125, United States. We can't return what you send in for safety reasons, but we will eat it. Probably. And obviously if we eat it, we're not gonna send it back. Yeah. Should you feel stuck in an era where people still make phone calls, we have your back. Call us at 1-469-44-FURRY and leave a voicemail. We will play it on the air and share your awesomeness. Be sure to check if long distance charges apply before calling. Tired of me yet? Well, too bad. Remember, you can always comment on any show by checking out our show page and clicking the episode you want. You don't have to create an account to do so, which is nice. Who wants another password combination to remember anyway? So that should cover it. So stay in touch. We hope to hear from you soon.
So tell us about your fangasm experience with Barbara. <laughs> so on a personal note, so yeah, because we're totally going to be professional the whole time, right? Um, on a on a personal note, so I grew up watching Andrew with Genie. I love I love old TV, right? Like the golden age of TV is awesome. Um, and I was like, you know, Barbara Eden is one of those people who I just think is great. Like I, you ever watch shows and you're like, oh, I just want to have like lunch with this person, just talk to him. Yeah, I think that Barbara, Barbara was definitely one of those. Well, you you told me a very very interesting story about Barbara, how she doesn't know that she has this. That type was Koru actually. Oh, Koru was that she doesn't know that she yeah, has right. this type of fan base. Yeah, you know, and 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 she didn't, and so she came out. You know, just she she'd been out here before, like she said in her interview. Uh, and but you know she's she's like she likes Salt Lake. She has good vibes toward it. Bill Daly had never been, and he he was like, if I wasn't eighty seven, I'd I'd move here because he lives down in Mexico now. Um, but I grew up watching I Dream of Jeannie, and I have almost the whole series over there in my movie cabinet. I'm missing I think the last season. Um, and it's just you know what it's it's from that era of just it's from a different time, but it's it's just the right mix of cheese and story and fun and pink i honestly think that outfit was cool for its time like everything it was drab and gray and green and then you get you know this young this young good-looking lady in pink. pink yeah and she comes on and the the anime the animation at the beginning and the music i was just like this show's great and i was like you know i i just want i want to meet her well i would love to meet her one day i'll never meet her you know she's she's getting on in the years by the time i even have a chance as an adult she's she'll probably be gone sadly uh and you know but i just want i just want to say you know you provided a very bright spot of something I've always enjoyed. I've really just enjoyed your work. You seem like such a nice person. Thank you. And I never thought I'd get the chance, but today I did. She smiled and she seemed genuinely pleased by that. You know, it was it was very sincere. I think, and it was not a canned thank you. It was a very genuine thank you. So, this is Tugs. I'm here at Comic Con, and I am sitting with, well, standing with Barbara Eden of Internet and Television Fame. And so, she's just agreed to share a few moments with us here. Well, uh, she's got some fans here in line, so we'll make it quick. Uh, first question for you is: uh, Is this your first time to Salt Lake, and how is it treating you? Uh, no, this is not my first time to Salt Lake, but it's been many years, and it's been treating me beautifully. Wonderful, and so we're, we, uh, our podcast is based on people who create their own characters, and they're usually animal-based, so if you could be any animal, walk around, talk with people, have fun, what animal would that be? I would be a Labradoodle. <laughs> and why a Labradoodle? Because I love them, and I have one, and uh, they have expressions just like humans, and my dog, my dog watches television, and he hears the music and he understands it. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. All right, great. Well, um, if this one's not all right, no problem. Can we actually, instead of a fourth question, just have you say, this is Barbara Eden and you're listening to For What It's Worth. She was such a sweetheart. Like, I even got to do the little, the genie pose with her, <laughs> where you cross your arms and then nod your head. So that was like my highlight. I loved it so much. I, I do have to say, um, speaking of, of the generation thing that Cora just mentioned, um, the 
Bill Daly especially, he was a gentleman. He was a gentleman of the old school. He was very, very much. I was telling you this in the photo line. Shaking hands means a lot to, to him. I could just tell. And I was able to shake his hand several times today. And each time we were both just very sincere and saying, thank you. I really appreciate you. And that was great. You know, you know, it was just like, that is a gentleman. That is a great person. So thank yous are in order. So again, thank you to the aforementioned uh, guests for their time. We really mean it. Like, thank you for talking to this little furry podcast and dealing with the so-called freaky furries. I, it, it means a lot, and I think you would agree, right? I would 100% agree. I love I love meeting people like, you know, these guests and Margaret Cho and so forth, and just, you know, we're not as freaky as you think. And to ask and have fun. I love it. So thank you for that. Uh, also, we wanted to thank uh, the Comic-Con organizers and Kenneth for their uh, generosity in giving us press passes and access. And just, you know, that press pass really makes us be able to interview and really get connect with the with the guests so thank you for that you know hopefully our our little coverage here did uh did justice yep i 100 yeah <laughs> i'm just saying 100 percent agree with you <laughs> but no um comic-con was amazing you guys if you have an opportunity to go um to a local comic-con convention i i'd recommend you know going out so it's it's a great experience, and uh, you can also fursuit there. Hey, it's a great way for you to go fursuit. Um, this is to all the all the captains, volunteers, and people who just went to Comic Con to help it on in a professional capacity because it's a thankless job, and you don't get paid for it, and you get a, you have to stand in the back of a room. Occasionally, you're lucky and get introduced to someone cool. Uh, you know what? You were there. You were doing your job, and you did it great. So thank you. We really appreciate you. I think that they deserve a clap. Give them a clap. I had to hold the microphone. You know what I just realized? This microphone has been held by some really cool people now. This is like the golden mic. I know. It's almost like as cool as my cookie. (laughs) Except Barbara Eden didn't touch your cookie. I would love Barbara Eden to touch my cookie. All right, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) We're done. All right. Well, thanks for the special and enjoy the next season. I think. What season are we on? Four? Four. Season four. Yeah, season four. Woo! <laughs> Boop, boop. Easy episode.